The more you know who you are. I said it before and I'll say it again. And what you want. Life moves pretty fast. The less you let things upset you. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. You could miss it. You could miss it. Hello, friends, and welcome to the second episode of the Business Healthline podcast. I'm Jeff, your host, and this is a podcast dedicated to bettering your body and your mind for the treacherous and sometimes crazy life that we live as business owners, entrepreneurs, and, well, salespeople in general. And that brings us into today's topic, which is how to better handle rejection and the (laughs) mental cost it takes to be able to go out there and prospect and drum up business every single day in order to pay our bills, put food on the table. Um, There's lots lots of hardships that come along with it. So today's guest we have is Derek Prance. He is a longtime friend of mine. I've known him for 15 years. Amazing salesperson, great guy, Um, but he's been through the ringer with sales and he has some great information and tidbits to be able to share with you. So we'll jump right in the conversation with Derek. Derek, how are you today? Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, happy to be here. And the first question I'm going to ask you here for our listeners is how did you end up in sales? Yeah, so I got into sales because it was kind of at the time, it was a means to an end and it was just something that I gravitated towards. I really wanted to originally be in sports and and that divulged into being involved in, you know, not physically gifted enough to be to play sports. So I thought next best thing, I'll slide into the, uh, the business side of it. And through that, I, I got a marketing degree down in Lethbridge and and sales and marketing kind of go hand in hand. So worked for a couple of sports teams and found out that's not uh, the easiest way to make a buck in this world because you gotta pay, you're getting paid in the cool factor working for a sports team. So uh, ended up just kind of doing that for a while and then, you know, kind of tr- my career transitioned as so many people's do and I sell in different things uh, from hair products to uh, oil and gas and now I'm selling trades, uh, trade show space at consumer trade shows. Tell me about the uh, hair product selling portion of your life. Because <laughs> I feel like when people uh, talk you know to what? you, it's always an interesting part of it because you go from oil and gas, which uh, for our listeners here in Alberta, I mean, that's a pretty common field of work to be into. And now you sell a, a trade show um, stuff, which I guess is another common thing. But like in between there is interesting. Hair products, yeah. So I was two years, I worked at, uh, it's called Summit Salon Services. They are a uh, distributor of, of beauty products to professional salons. And I was a uh, DSC, a district sales consultant. So I kind of had a territory. My territory was basically Calgary and uh, Southern Alberta. I split Calgary with about eight other reps. So a lot of the day was driving around and going into clients and just kind of talking to them and and uh, as well as cold calling on uh, salons that nobody else was working with to try and drum up business and and always expanding your territory and you know showcasing the the newest and greatest uh, hair products and color and everything like that. I never knew that I would have so much knowledge on uh, hair color, hair products, hairspray, 
know, it's definitely something that I, I still know more about it and I can get by in a conversation. I'm pretty sure if I, if I was ever in one again. Yeah. That's your party trick, right? <laughs> yeah. It's great at parties. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's, that's really interesting, especially with the topic about like rejection and stuff. So, I mean, you come from, uh, you, you came into that position with not any experience at all in hair products and you're going mm -hmm. into an industry that's, that's, primarily primarily female dominated so yep. what kind of pressures did you feel when you first started that job and how did you kind of deal with them you know it was a benefit to be a male in that role because really? the, uh yeah they don't expect you to know anything that's true so yeah. i kind of treat it like this i was working with people who knew more about the product than i did mm -hmm. who i'm not they are more expert in their field than i ever would be but i had something that I could show them that could make them money. Right. Then that's kind of how I went. I <clears throat> And I was honest. I said, you know what? You're going to know more about hairsprays than me, but here's a new hairspray that you might not know about, and I'll, I'm going to present this to you. <clears throat> so I would show them the hairspray, the, the hair color, the whatever, the widget, essentially, explain what it does, tell them how they can make money off of it. Um, <clears throat> Kind of my, my parting line was always, you know, ask me any questions. I'll answer them the best I can. I will never lie to you. If I don't know the question, I will find out and I will get back to you within, you know, 12 hours kind of thing. Nice. And it would just be kind of my job to to research what the question was and get back to them via phone call, text, or email. Nice. Uh, Derek, before we go into the next question, do you, are, are you playing with something in your hand while we record this? I, I was... Holding, do you have uh, like hairspray? a hairspray? <laughs> I, well, no, I was pretending to. Oh no! Why? But like, like, do you have something that's clicking? Like, are you clicking a pen or something? I'm rubbing my hands. It could be my chair. Uh no, I don't think so. I think it's just the microphone. It just sounds like you have like your. Like, you know what? Uh, it's bumping into my. It's bumping into my sweater. There. Oh yeah, that, that's that's How's that? that's much better. Okay. Much better. Okay, we have to re redo the whole thing now. Okay, that's fine. I'm just kidding. We don't have to. It was, no, no, no. I can't. But, <laughs> but like I can isolate uh, the audio. Yeah, isolate the audio. Focus on the wavelengths. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, it, it wasn't too bad. I just heard it every now and then, and then it was yeah, it was definitely hitting against my my sweater. Okay, perfect. I'm glad we fixed that. Okay. Uh, okay, so I like to kind of especially in my day, eat my frog first, which means I like doing kind of the worst part of my day right away and then I get it over with. And then okay. the rest of the day just doesn't seem so bad. But in terms of sales, let's eat our frog first here. What's your worst rejection story that you have in sales so far? You know, I thought about this question um, before and I don't, there's not one that jumps out. There are situations that are similar, like you go into a, a, you know, a new business and everybody just stares at you like you're, you got something on your face. Um, and that's really awkward, but that's happened a lot. Uh, you call somebody, they don't know what you're, you know, you have that awkward kind of first conversation where you're trying to talk to somebody and they're trying to get, they don't quite understand what you're selling them. And you're trying your best to explain because what works on some people doesn't work on other people when you're describing yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, really, the some of the worst sales things or events that have happened to me are when I'm talking to somebody and I've pitched them and I have put a lot of time and effort into that pitch because I'm thinking once I get them into this, that's going to make all these other things fall into place. Yeah. And I 
put a lot of stock and I'm like, oh, for sure that's happened. And then it doesn't happen. And then you, you're, you're, you're rationally, you're upset, but sometimes you're like, oh man, I wish that person had just really listened to me. But yeah. at the same time, as much as you're trying to make your business right, they are trying to do their business and they have to find the value. And as a salesperson, it's your job to explain what that value is. Yeah. And so whether I, I didn't do a good enough job or they just didn't want to try something that was different from what they were doing, yeah. more often than not, that's the case I find. These people just, they don't want to, they're happy with what they're doing and they're not willing to change. Yeah. Even though what they're doing might not necessarily lead to better sales. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, for salespeople, entrepreneurs, and business owners, I feel like that's a pretty common thing. You work on a proposal, you do it, you make it so pretty, you work on it for weeks, you feel like you've crossed every T and dotted every I, and then all of a sudden you go up to them and they say, mm, you know what, I'm no longer interested anymore. And you feel like you've qualified them enough. You feel like you've you've put all the puzzle pieces into place, and uh, it's frustrating. I feel like you can get down really really down on yourself. So I mean, is is that what you tell yourself when when things like that happen? Is that it's just kind of you know it's it's you're there to provide value for for the customer, but also they're trying to provide the best value for their own business as well. So is that the way you look at it, or or how how do you kind of deal with that mentally? Like when, when uh, happens when, like you're talking about how I would deal with like when people. Well, when you, well, I on. mean, when you just when you work your ass off um, to get a sale, and you think it's so close, and then all of a sudden they pull the plug on you, which I mean happens to, it, it, to an, anyone in the sales world. It happens role. all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, that happened, and you have to just kind of check yourself and go, okay, next up, right? You just and in in my business um, I'm in now where the trade shows you know, a, another show is going to come up. So maybe it doesn't work out for them today with the show in that's in, right in front of me, but maybe the next show. Yeah. So the big thing for me is to not burn that bridge. Yeah. You have to just respect their decision, even if at the time you, you don't quite understand it or you feel like they're missing an opportunity. You just go, okay, you know what? I completely understand because at the end of the day, they know your business better than you do. So you have to just accept their decision Say no, I I totally understand, and you know, and maybe this will work out in another day or another year or another five years, and you yeah. just accept it, and then you just stay in touch. Yeah, I mean it's a long game, man. I mean you're just planting seeds, and then <laughs> you're yeah. hoping at some point just I don't know, like they're at dinner with their friends and they talk about how they went to a trade show and it was really beneficial to their business, and then they call you like two years later. It's it crazy. happens. Yeah, it, no, it, it happens. does. It yeah. happens more often than not. And yeah. People, you know, people, they, it, what it works, their business might not be in the right spot today, but, you know, in two years, like you said, it could be that's the right time and they're ready to make that next jump. Or Yeah, they're in the right part of their buyer cycle for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, in terms of, of, I mean, every day we go into the office and we have to drum up business. It's part of our livelihood. So, like, mm -hmm. how do you get yourself in the right mind frame to to pick up the phone, start networking, start following up on leads, start emailing people. What's what's your advice for that just to get in the right headspace? You know, it's it's fun. It's kind of like a, a, a ball rolling downhill. You just got to make that first one. And then I find the first one is always the most difficult. Yes, eat your frog first. Start, yeah, but if you if you can get that first one done and have it start rolling, it's I find it's really easy. So the first call takes, you know, <laughs> it takes you a while to get into it and then 
sooner or later you've made, you know, 10, 15, 20 calls and you're just, you're kind of in a good, good headspace and, and, you know, you just, rejection is going to happen. I think the stat is you're going to get rejected 99 out of a hundred times. So you, you just kind of, when you're rejected, the best way somebody put that to me is they're happy with every rejection because that means they're that much closer to the next sale. Exactly. And I actually, I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's also in, in sales and he has to, um, I, uh, sorry, he has to, he, he, he recently started with a new company and part of that he had to drum up his own sales. Like he's a part of an organization, but, um, but it's up to him to find his own clientele. So he has kind of the name brand power underneath it, but he has to go out and, and drum up some stuff. So a part of that um, is that he had to go door to door. He had to do X amount of cold calling and then of course uh, cold emailing and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the way that he explained it to me that I found really beneficial is that he just looked at it at a statistic game. Is that yep. statistically, I can't remember exactly what he said, but if you knocked on 1600 doors, for example, um, on average, like I think it's like 15% of them or something like that would actually get a sale from you. But yeah. out of that 15%, that would drum up X amount of business per year for you, which would actually be a substantial number. So really when it comes down to it, it's it's a numbers game. Yeah, a you statistics just, game. that's yeah. exactly what it is. You just have to keep plugging away and, and you know, there's obviously gonna be days where you're gonna get you know, maybe you get 10 people that say yes. Yeah. And there are going to be another day where you don't get anybody and everybody slams the door in your face. And it's just something that you just, you have to kind of play it. You can't play it in what happened this hour. You have to play what happened in this week, in this month. Kind yeah. Of thing. So, so Derek, if, for example, you had like a really bad week in sales and you've had <clears throat> hundred no's, you've got no yeses and it just feels like, you suck at sales and you don't have no idea why you even are in this profession. I think we're all, we've all been there <laughs> as salespeople or business owners. So like, how do you deal with that in like a healthy way, as opposed to just going home and like crushing some beers and not talking to anyone, which I've done before in the past, by the way, and it's not very healthy. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard because you, you know, you put time and effort into it and you really want it to, to go well, but, you're like you said, sometimes it doesn't. And it's just one of those things that you have to just kind of put your head down and push through. It's, you'll go through it and eventually it's going to get through. You have to just kind of fall back on, fall back on what you, the good things that have happened. You mm -hmm. got to remember that one sale that went really well. You got to remember the, the one, um, you know, the, the time that you had a really good conversation with somebody. You, you can't you can't let the the lows get too low because it makes it way harder to get to the next win yeah exactly exactly um so you've made a career out of this and mm -hmm. i think you're a very very good salesperson thanks buddy you're welcome um and so in terms of like tips and strategies you can share with our listeners um that have been successful for you in just terms of sales um whether that maybe maybe you got some cold calling stuff maybe you got some email stuff just some tidbits of derek knowledge for us that could help us <laughs> make some derek sales knowledge. make some money feed our feed our feed our family um short memory as much as you know there are people who you pick up the phone and you talk to them and they're super polite then you explain who you are and what you're kind of doing and 
and they turn off and you can't remember that and you have to just like i kind of just kill them with kindness i'm you know sorry this happens you know i potentially maybe in the future we can touch base again mm-hmm. that's you don't burn a bridge don't ever burn a bridge i you know early in my career i would i would i would get too upset mm-hmm. when people would turn me down when i thought it was a slam dunk deal and and uh, not that i ever told them but i probably didn't act the way i would have today if in in hindsight and you know i don't that doesn't help you because they won't remember they'll remember if you make them feel bad they'll remember if you say something out of turn they'll remember you know stuff negative things people remember oh yeah remember the person's name when i'm talking to somebody on the phone and as soon as they say their name i write it down so <laughs> i have it in front of me that's because good cuz i'm so bad at that man <laughs> it's not it's not a strong suit i it's something that i'm constantly working on but you know you pick up the phone and the yeah. worst thing i did this i remember this when i was in university i was doing something i was on the phone with someone and i could have sworn their name was alan it was Adam. It was and, Adam. And it was it was an awkward situation. Just something that, you know, at twenty you do and you're just like, oh and it, it stuck with me and I was yeah. just like, I don't want to do this again. So did he did he, did he correct down. you right away as soon as he oh, said yeah. his name wrong? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then and, and then the entire so. time you're just sweating bullets and you're like, yeah, Oh god. Rightfully so it was right at the end of the conversation. I'm oh like, no. Oh. That, well at least he did it to the end of the conversation because well, he no, did that right away. I didn't say anything until I I, at the end, I said, "Okay, well, thanks so much for talking to me, Adam." Oh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh. actually, it's, and it's just—it was a really awkward way to leave the conversation. Oh, that's fine. Um, and really, you know, it's twelve years ago, and I—I I remember that, but I don't remember anything else about the conversation. Yeah. So, successful sales tip: remember people's names. Yeah. Remember yeah. it. Otherwise... One of the best books I've ever read was the Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. How to win friends and influence people, yeah. and that's one of his uh, one of his top rules is remember people's names. That's good. I'll, I'll have to write that, that down because yeah. I had to write down your name before I called you just so I could remember well, who I, I was talking to. I've literally went into years. meetings. I've yeah, I've literally went into meetings and met four people and remembered none of their names and like somehow got away with it just saying sir and ma'am and a few other things, but like. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Remember people, people's names. If you remember their name too, use it a bunch of time in the conversation just to kind of personalize things a bit. That goes a yeah. long way, I find. Try and try and make up a sentence with it to uh, so that you remember the name or or a facial feature or something just in your head. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If I get a chance, I'll I'll try and grab a card. Always, I always try and grab a card from somebody, and if if I have a pen, yeah, but I'll make sure physical. Make sure you ask for permission before you're grabbing people's pockets. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I ask for a card. <laughs> you demand one, maybe. <laughs> you demand one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if, if if people are interested in any type of the services that you offer, Derek, how can people get a hold of you or contact you or anything like that? You know, you can always Twitter's great at, at Derek Prance. Um, it's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. If you follow me, you're going to get just a lot of uh, sport tweets for the most part. Right, I tend and to, some also casual sales tweets as well. Yeah, I look into some things. Some things are interesting. Well, I mean, we have we have lots of listeners right now in the Calgary, Alberta area. So if anyone's like interested in trade show stuff, is that the easiest way to get a hold of you too? I, you know or, what? So the company I work for is CanWestProductions.com. 
is the mm -hmm. website, and you can just get me at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at canwestproductions.com. This podcast is produced by Big Harry. Big Harry is a full-service digital agency providing businesses with a holistic approach to building their businesses the right way. If you're tired of the cookie-cutter experience with digital marketing these days and want to be treated like a family member and not just a client, then visit our website today at BigHarryAgency.com and learn about how our social media marketing, web design, video production, and other services will put you above your competition and lead to increased growth in your sales pipeline, guaranteed.